and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, the fifth state of matter. That's correct, the fifth state of matter. This article was found on phys.org, written by Patrick Gailey, and the title is Quantum Fifth State of Matter Observed in Space for the First Time. The article begins, Scientists have observed the fifth state of matter in space for the first time, offering unprecedented insight that could help solve some of the quantum universe's most intractable conundrums, research sowed Thursday. Now, this is an interesting first paragraph because it's talking about understanding the universe in terms of quantum mechanics. Now, frequently for uh, the little people like us, the universe is explained in what's known as Newtonian physics or just classical, uh, basically middle-age uh, mathematics. But the real work's being done in quantum physics, and that's how they're understanding how, how these things interact. And it explains a lot about what's going on with UFO phenomena. Frequently people will video something, or they'll uh, there'll be an eyewitness report, and the debunkers will immediately come out and say, well, it's not possible, it violates the laws of physics. Well, what you find out is when you... When you lift the veil and take a look at what these high-level scientists are doing, uh, they've largely disposed of the notion of Newtonian physics or the old physics you learned in high school for a lot of stuff, and they've moved on to quantum physics. And this is how they're defining the universe and how things work. And it does a lot better job of explaining the UFO phenomena and it shows us that they're probably a lot closer to knowing what's actually going on out there than they're letting us know. Now, the article continues. It says, Bose-Einstein candidates, or BECs, the existence of which was predicted by Albert Einstein and Indian mathematician Satendra Nath Bose almost a century ago, are formed when atoms of certain elements are cooled to near-absolute zero that's 0 Kelvin minus 273.15 Celsius. At this point, the atoms become a single entity with quantum properties, wherein each particle also functions as a wave of matter. So instead of just being a group of atoms, it's a single atom functioning as a wave, almost like it, when we think about quantum, thinking about things uh, being two things being in the same place at the same time. Uh, it's almost like a it's almost like a supernatural quality, actually. It says, at this point, the atoms become a single entity with quantum properties, wherein each particle also functions as a wave of matter. BECs straddle the line between the macroscopic world governed by forces such as gravity and the microscopic plane ruled by quantum mechanics. Scientists believe BECs contain vital clues to mysterious phenomena such as dark energy, the unknown energy thought to be behind the universe's accelerating expansion. But BECs are extremely fragile. The slightest interaction with the external world is enough to warm them past their condensation threshold. This makes them nearly impossible for scientists to study on Earth, where gravity interferes with the magnetic fields required to hold them in place for observation. On Thursday, a team of NASA scientists unveiled the first results from BEC experiments aboard the International Space Station where particles can be manipulated free from earthly constraints. Now think about this. This this really quite important discovery has been made aboard the 
International Space Station. Now think about that. Back in the early 40s, when the Americans uh, built the first atomic bomb, it wasn't an international effort. It was a national effort. Just from this scientific research that's being done, we can, we can see the shift toward global governance. Because you see, if this thing's done on an international scale, it's going to be much more difficult for the United States or some other country to monopolize this technology. Now, some people might be saying, oh, what's to be afraid of global governance? Well, if that's your question, I have to ask, have you been awake the last four months? Because we've seen what global governance has done for us with this scandemic. People have been locked in their houses for four months. Places such as Africa, where there have been a billion and a half people locked down over a thousand deaths. That's one in one and a half million. People in India, 1.38 billion, locked down over 5,000 deaths. As we said, one in 275,000. Half as many people dying of COVID as of snake bite. And that's if we believe the numbers, which are undoubtedly inflated. Across the globe, we can see the real uh, financial terror that this uh, illegal and deceitful lockdown has brought upon the average person. Now, that's global governance. We also see the own turmoil in our own country with what's going on with, with uh, President Trump right now. And what seems to be like a, almost like a battle to the death between him and the deep state. I'll get to that in a minute. Now, the article continues. It says, this makes it nearly impossible for scientists to study on Earth, where gravity interferes with the magnetic fields required to hold them in place for observation. On Thursday, a team of scientists unveiled the first results from BEC experiments aboard the International Space Station, where the particles can be manipulated free from earthly constraints. Microgravity allows us to confine atoms with much weaker forces since we don't have to support them against gravity, Robert Thompson of the California Institute for Technology Pasadena told AFP. The research published in their journal Nature documents several startling differences in the properties of BECs created on Earth and those aboard ISS. For one thing, BECs in terrestrial labs typically last a handful of milliseconds before disappearing. Aboard the ISS, the BECs last more than a second offering the team an unprecedented chance to study their properties. Microgravity also allowed the atoms to be manipulated by weaker magnetic fields, speeding their cooling and allowing clearer imaging. It goes on to say, creating the fifth state of matter, especially within the physical confines of a space station, is no mean feat. First bosons, atoms that have an equal number of protons and electrons, are cooled to near absolute zero using lasers to clamp them in place. The slower atoms move around, the cooler they become. As they lose heat, a magnetic field is introduced to keep them from moving, and each particle's wave expands, cramming many bosons into, microscop into a microscopic trap that causes their waves to overlap into a single matter wave, a property known as quantum degeneracy. The second magnetic trap is released in order for scientists to study the condensate. However, the atoms begin to repel each other, causing the cloud to fly apart and the BEC to become too dilute to detect. Thompson said the team realized that the microgravity on board the ISS allowed them to create BECs from rubidium, a soft metal similar to potassium, on a far shallower trap than on Earth. This accounted for the vastly increased time the condensate could be studied before diffusing. Most importantly, we can observe the atoms as they float entirely confined 
and hence unperturbed by external forces, Thompson said. Previous studies trying to emulate the effect of weightlessness on the BECs used airplanes in freefall, rockets, and even apparatus dropped from various heights. Research team leader David Aveling told AFP that studying BECs and microgravity opened a host of research opportunities. Applications range from tests of general relativity and searches for dark energy and gravitational waves to spacecraft navigation and prospecting for subsurface minerals on the moon and other planetary bodies, he said. You can see right there, they have big, big plans for this uh, newly discovered way to explore this quantum phenomena. Now, if we go back a little further here, we find that There was a fellow that was in the news a while back, and he came out uh, involved with a lot of the Navy research. And his name is Salvatore, Salvatore Pay. Salvatore Pays, P-A-I-S, a Pi effect. His name is Pi. Salvatore Caesar Pi, it says here on Wikipedia. Now, I have the link here at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. That's at UFO, at Warning, sub UFO. You can find it there. And... We find that we find that Salvatore Pay is an American aerospace engineer and inventor who works at the at the Naval Air Station at Puxatoni River. His patent applications on behalf of his employers have attracted international attention for their for their potential military and energy producing applications, but also doubt about their feasibility and speculation that they may that they may be misinformation intended to mislead the United States strategic adversaries about the direction of the United States defense research. And then it goes on to list a, a, a lot of information about Salvador Pi. Now this guy was the guy that patented a bunch of stuff for the Navy involving uh, anti-gravity technology, wave technology, talking about bending gravity in time, uh, talking about building basically what's a UFO. And a lot of people, a lot of people thought that was really a stretch. But you can see from this article that I just that I just uh, pointed out here about the research being done on the on the International Space Station, that these guys are really uh, they're really going for some deep research, and they're they are breaking the stuff down into quantum terms. Now. Salvador Pai was featured in an article on thedrive.com here a few months ago. I think this was back in January, January 22nd, 2020. And this is also listed at the UFO Warning Twitter account. You can go there and link to this. And the title of this article says, The Secretive Inventor of the Navy's Bizarre UFO Patents Finally Talks. And while they were there, they did a short interview with him. It says, Over the last six months, the war zone has been deeply reporting on the set of bizarre patents assigned to the U.S. Navy. The patents, which are all the product of a single inventor, truly sound stuff like, truly sound like the stuff of science fiction and include high-temperature superconductors, gravitational wave generators, compact fusion reactors, and high-energy electromagnetic field generators. Most radical of all is the hybrid aerospace underwater craft claimed to be able to engineer the fabric of our reality at the most fundamental level by seemingly bending the laws of physics as we know them. Together, these patents seem to be the building blocks of a vehicle 
with truly out-of-this-world UFO-like performance. This is exactly the kind of stuff that they're talking about here with these recent experiments on the International Space Station. We have to ask ourselves what's really going on up there, and it's looking more and more like the things that Salvador Pi talks about as far as bending gravity, uh, using uh, electromagnetic waves to repel spacecraft, that otherwise this Pi effect is looking more and more like a real thing. Now, that might not be too concerning to a lot of people. They might just say, well, this is science is progressing. We're progressing from uh, a level of, of physics that, that goes beyond Einstein. We're progressing from the Newtonian understanding of physics to this quantum level understanding. We need to keep in mind that when we get into this quantum level of understanding, we're talking about things like dark energy, things like free energy, things like the power to bend gravity, like creating uh, quantum particles out of, out of uh, normal everyday, everyday atoms. This represents uh, a light years in advance of technology. Technology that's far beyond the understanding of most people. With that in mind, uh, would you think that it's okay for the average person to be able to go to a Walmart and buy uh, a small atomic bomb? No, I wouldn't think so. You can see how with the, uh, with the breakthroughs that science is having in their understanding of, of quantum energy, of quantum physics, how they're opening up a whole new world. And while developing a uh, UFO, as Mr. Pi suggests, that can travel not only through on land, through air, but underwater at, at speeds, you know, approaching the speed of light, I think, or way past the speed of sound. While this might be great fun uh, to take a trip around the world, it also represents uh, a huge risk, a huge threat to security by any terrorist that would happen to come along or any deep state actor that would happen to come along. And this is where the UFO phenomenon keeps leading us back to. I know I probably sound like I'm harping on this, but when we see these orbs moving in the sky, we have to accept that they are real, that they're not just some sort of illusion. And once we begin to understand that the UFO phenomena represents real physical, now that could be physical in the Newtonian sense, or that could be physical in the quantum sense, but it's some real thing that's interacting with us, It's we should be able to recognize that if this UFO phenomena can be observed by us, if it can be observed doing things by us, then perhaps it presents a threat to us. Then we have to take the next question. Is this UFO phenomenon something in and of itself? Is it something that could be controlled by secretive government powers? Is it, is it something that could be controlled, allied with, or a product of the deep state? That's a lot to take in, but when you stop and notice this, um, this, great, this great conflict that seems to be happening be, between people that uh, have any sort of affinity with freedom and uh, let's just say the control freaks out there, you begin to see that there is something going on. And just this week, it turns out, nation's top military officer apologizes for a role in Trump photo op 
outside church. I should not have been there. Now, many of you have been following the news. President Trump uh, took a walk down to um, uh, the local church that had been burned by protesters. Got a picture taken with his Bible. This seemed to be quite a freakout, but I think it's beyond that. We've had multiple uh, former military generals and advisors come out now and basically just get in Trump's face and condemn him. And now here it looks, it says Mark Miley. This is an article by Alan Smith. I think this is NBC.com. It says Mark Miley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. This is the highest military officer, I believe, serving. Apologized Thursday for his role in President Donald Trump's church photo op last week saying he shouldn't have been at the scene. As many of you saw the result of the photograph of me at Lafayette Square last week that sparked a national debate about the role of the military and civil society, Miley said in a pre-recorded address at a commencement ceremony at the National Defense University in Washington. I should not have been there. My presence in that moment and in that environment created a perception of the military involved in domestic politics. Well, the perception that I see of the military involved in domestic politics is a statement that he released, where he's condemning his actions of being photographed with the President of the United States. The last time I checked, the President of the United States was still the Commander-in-Chief, but that's not how he's being treated by many of his generals, who actually were appointed and promoted by the previous president. And that's not how he even seems to be being treated by a secretary of defense. And now we recently see moves, uh, a debate has arisen about whether or not to rename uh, military bases that, were, that, that are currently named after Confederate generals. Trump says, no, we're not going to do that. It's part of history. Already, his uh, top brass in the Navy... Uh, Army, I think even the Air Force had come out and said, yeah, I think we need to do this. So it seems like there is a immediate and visible public conflict taking place between the military and what many could rightly call the deep state and the president of the United States. It's looking more and more like the president is struggling to maintain control or maybe get control. And that makes sense when you stop and look at what's happening right now with the current um, conflict between Trump and his military, and look about what look at the conflict between Trump and the UN, the World So-Called Health Organization, and this really uh, demonic lockdown that they had the entire planet under. I don't think I speak alone when I say that the idea that the scientific community is on the verge of huge discoveries in the quantum physics realms should be a concern for all of us because we just don't know where it could lead to. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.